Okay, so today's daf is Erevin, not Beis. So I have to get used to saying Erevin, not Shabbos. Okay, so the truth is we should really spend 10, 15 minutes giving an introduction to Masefus Erevin. However, due to the time, we'll, uh, we'll probably do it tomorrow. The next day we'll go through some of the background information. We don't need to know too much for this Mishnah yet. We'll get to uh, some of the uh, more detailed background as, as, we, as we hit it in the daf. So I just sent out pictures on the WhatsApp chat. Some of the Gemaras have pictures. You don't need it for today's daf. It just helps. So our Mishnah talks about a Mavoy. So what exactly is a Mavoy? We had this in Masef Shabbos already. So you have to think about a, uh, a settlement or a uh, development where you have a bunch of houses opening up into you know, their front lawns. And there's one street, like a dead-end street or a cul-de-sac, in, you know, going, through, going uh, through the property. So there's some that's called a Mavoy. Now, there's two types of mavoy. There's a mavoy sasum, where the street's a dead end. By the end of the street, you hit more houses, like uh, Monterey, right, uh, by your house. So that would be considered a mavoy, as long as it's fenced all around it. And that would be called a mavoy sasum. That's what we need to know for our mission. There's another type of mavoy called the mavoy mufolosh, which, which, you know, a typical block in a street would be a mavoy mufolosh. So if you think about it, a mavoy has three walls. Imagine you're a dead-end street you know, in, in New York or you're, you're a cul-de-sac here. So there's, theoretically, there's three walls. Each, you know, the houses create you know, the two walls and the house all the way down the, down the alley has, has a third wall. When you enter, when you go from the, from the main road, so there's three walls, but the, the entrance doesn't have a wall. So there's a discussion that we're showing him. What is that? What is the status of this mavoy, of this alleyway? So most of the Rishonim hold, it has a, it has a din of a shus hayachid, and a person's allowed to carry from one home to the other home. You could, your kids can play outside, ride their bikes, do whatever they want in this uh, cul-de-sac because it has a din of a shus hayachid. However, before we get into our Mishnah, we have to know that Chazal made a gezera, that a person has to do something you can't just carry from one Rishos to the other Rishos. So one Gezeir we're going to learn in a few prakim called Eruve Chatseris. You have to do the matzah business, right? Making sure that we both own, we both could use this, uh, this property together. We both own it. That's one thing. We'll get to it later. Another thing is that there was a concern. One of two things. Either I might easily walk out of the cul-de-sac, right? If I'm playing, uh, playing soccer and someone kicks the ball and I'm going to be running after it, I might run into Rishos Harabim. So you have to do something to make a hacker some type of uh, piece there to make it noticeable that, by the way, you're about, you're about to exit the Rishos HaYachad. That is concern number one. Concern number two is that from the, if you're just looking at the surface, it looks like a regular street. It looks like a regular road. So a person might say, hey, this, this street looks like a street, the pavement, and I'm allowed to carry. So you might say, oh, if I'm allowed to carry here, I could carry on uh, you know, Ocean Parkway in New York or, or a different uh, major thoroughfare, even though that is a Rosh Hashanah You won't realize that this is different because there's three walls around it. So therefore, one of these two reasons, Chazal made a Takana, a Gezeira, you have to do something at the entrance of your mother. Now, there are two options. One option is called a Lechi, which is uh, a, a, a beam that you put on the side of the entrance. I sent the picture. It's C or Gimel in the pictures. And there's something called a Kaira, which is a cross beam on top of the entranceway. So everyone pictures what we're doing here, that you have uh, an entranceway going into this alley, alleyway. So in order for you to make a hecker that this is, I'm allowed to carry in it, you have to either put a lechi, which is a side post. That's all you need, no strings, none of that stuff, just a side post that works, or a kaira, or a beam going across the top 
of the entranceway. With that comes our Mishnah. Mavoy. So you have this alleyway. What it means is that you put a kaira, you put a cross beam on top of this alley, on top of the entrance to the alleyway. However, this cross beam is so high in the air, it's Lamala Me'esram Amma. It's 20 Amas in the air. We'll see 35 feet, 30 feet in the air. It's very high. So the Mishnah says, you might, you have to lower it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work as a good uh, we'll call it Eruv, for lack of a better term. It doesn't work as a good hacker, as a good uh, simon to make sure that I'm not going to carry. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, you don't have to make a lower. It's fine. It could be 30 feet in the air. No problem. The Gemara is going to get into what is the argument between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda. Now, that was talking about the height. What about Vaharachav if something is wide? So if it's wider, may Eser Amois. If it's the width of the entranceway is wider than 10 Amois, you might. Then you have to uh, narrow the entranceway because if it's so wide, we're not going to call it a Pesach. We're not going to call it an opening. It's too wide to be an entranceway. So what, you put a stick on top, a stick on the side. Yeah, but it doesn't look like a regular uh, doorway. So therefore, you might, you have to make it uh, more, you have to minimize it. What if there's a Pesach? What if there's a Pesach? Now, a Pesach is what we know as our standard Erev. You think about a community Erev or a bungalow county or in your backyard if you live in a town where you don't want to trust the, uh, the community Erev or you don't, you don't there's no Erev in town. So typically what we'll do is we'll take, you know, two wooden, uh, two by twos, or two by fours, and you put a string on top. So you have your, your two sticks and a string on top. That's called a Tzuras HaPesach. It looks like an entranceway. It looks like a doorway, right? There's even a Shiloh. We'll get to this. If you need to put a mezuzah there, if it's a doorway, do I need to put a mezuzah? You know, good luck keeping mezuzahs, you know, or it'd be very expensive. Good, good uh, dedication. You could, every, um, every mezuzah could be dedicated. But uh, why not? But either way, it's called a tzura sapesach, which literally means tzura, the, uh, the image, or it looks like a pesach, looks like an entranceway. So if I have a tzura sapesach, afa pishu even though it's wider than 10 amas, ain't sarach lamaik, you don't have to make it uh, any smaller. And that is what we rely on. You go to uh, our community Erev, the, some of the, our longest wire, I think, is behind Twin Lakes, Twin Lakes Park, that's what it's called, right? Twin Lakes Park is a very low wire. You'll see it next time you're walking in the back. If it's down, please let me know. And there's a, a wire going across this back pond. You also have a wire a little bit closer by the baseball field that could, it's, a, it's a couple hundred feet. So no problem. As long as the tour is a Pesach, there's a, uh, there's a, um, there's two lachis and a string going across. It could be wider than 10 amas. Okay, so Tanah Hassan, we went to the Mishnah, one of the more famous Mishnayis in Sukkah. Sukkah shehi gavoya lamala nesramama. So makes a Sukkah, and the schach is 20 amas above, or higher than 20 amas from the ground. Sula, it's puzzle. It's not a good sukkah. Rabbi Yehuda Machshir, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, no problem. It's a good sukkah. So you can have your uh, rabbish sukkah 50 feet in the air, the schach, no problem. Tanan Hus, uh, Mishnah says, Mishnah, Gabi sukkah. Why, when it comes to Mesech to sukkah? That Mishnah. The Tani, the Mishnah, teaches and uses the term Pesula. It's puzzle. The Gabi Mavoy, when it comes to Erev, Tani Takanta told me I have to fix it. Yemait. So why in sukkah does it say, Pesula, puzzle. And when it comes to Mavi, it says, oh, make a lower. Why are we changing how we are, you know, which term we're using? So the Gemara says, Sukkah, Daraisa. Sukkah, a person has a chi of Daraisa. Kiva Sukkah is, uh, right? The person has, has to eat in the Sukkah. The Sukkah is Teshu Shivas Yomim. So a person has a chi of Daraisa to sit in the Sukkah when he's eating. So when we tell you your sukkah is, is puzzle, when, when, you, when your sukkah is too, too, too high, it's puzzle. So we use the term daraisa. 
So I once heard from Rav Shachter, Rav Shlita, Rav Shachter, that uh, based on the Nesivas, that when it comes to Daraisa, there's a concept of a chefza, the Yisura. You have a chefza, the Yisura, that this sukkah is not a sukkah. When it comes to Darabonans, a Darabonans is not really a din of a chefza, it's a din of a gabra. A person has to keep the Darabonans lay sasur, but the actual you know, item doesn't have a din chefza shal iser. Interesting uh, shot with the, with the Nesivas. What's the word What? What's the, what's the, what's the rice is a chefza. So sukkah is puzzle. It's not a good, it's not a sukkah. Let's say a person has is something that's puzzle midar abanan. So you can't say it's not a sukkah. Midar rice it's a sukkah. I'm not allowed to eat in here. I'm not yoytzim my mitzvah midar abanan. Right, mid gzera. This is not a good sukkah. But it's technically a sukkah. You can't call a puzzle, uh, right? Because it's a good sukkah. Midar rice. But midar So you can't say puzzle. You'll say you might tell me what to do. So midar abanan tani tatanta will tell you how to fix it. That is tariff number one. Tariff number two. We buy same. The rice and tani tatanta. No, midar rice. We could also tell you how to fix it. Ella sukkah dinafishin mile. When it comes to sukkah. There's a lot of halachas that you have to figure out before you tell me my sukkah is good. So when I have a schach, it's 30 amas in the air, whatever, it's, it's, it's above 20 amas. So the Mishnah would tell me, oh, just lower it down and it's kosher. Well, hold on a second. Do I have enough walls? Do the walls touch the schach? Is the schach kosher schach? Is it puzzle schach? Is it maimid of the Kabbalah? There's a million different halachas that, that you have almost half the sukkah on. So therefore, to tell me you might doesn't help me. Yeah, you should make a lower, but... That doesn't, that doesn't give me a final psaq. However, interesting, when it comes to uh, Mavoy, so the Gemara says, so, Sukkah, then Fishimile, Pasuk, 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 Mavoy, the Lord of Fishimile, there's not too many halachas. I mean, they have almost half the Erevin, but uh, the Mishnah, the Gemara is telling you, it's not too many halachas. Tani Takanta will tell you, just make a lower. And the truth is, if you have a Mavoy, and you have a, a Kaira, and that's too high, you bring it down, you're good to go. There's not, not too many details, as long as you have a normal alleyway. The truth is that there's not much to uh, consider, and therefore, Tani Takanta, we simply just said, Takanta, just fix it. Okay. Amarav Yehuda Marav. So we're going to go back to the mission. The mission told us that we have Machlekes, how high this Kaira, they gave a cross beam going on top of your entranceway to your Mavoy, and that's your Heker. That reminds you that this is uh, not a Rishus Harabim. It reminds me not to walk out of the, walk out of the alley. Or whatever the point is, mm-hmm. I have this reminder. Now, we said if it's so high, you have to, according to the Chaman, it's possible. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's fine. So what's the Machlekes based on? So at this point, this is an important uh, background to the Gemara, that we're going to assume what Chazal wanted us to do by creating this mavoi is that it should look like an entranceway. How does it help to look like an entranceway? So think about it. Our classic Rosh Hashayachet is a person's own home. Your home is a Rosh Hashayachet. You're allowed to carry from your kitchen to your dining room. You're allowed to carry back and forth. That's a Rosh Hashayachet. It's a home. There's an entrance to my home, and it's my home. So when we think about Rosh Hashayachet, it has to have mechitzos. The easiest way to remind you that this is not the street, that I'm in a different property is if there's an entrance to it. Like you walk into a you walk into a building, you walk into a courtyard. So if I have something that resembles an entranceway, that will be considered a, a hacker. It will remind me that this I'm allowed to carry here, but I'm not allowed to carry outside of this alleyway. So when we think about a hacker reminding me that it's an entranceway, we have various different ways to do it. The easiest way the mission said was Surah Pasach. You have these two poles, you, have a, you literally have an entranceway, you're good to go no matter how wide it is, you, it's an entranceway. That's number one. Second one is you have a beam going across, and the third one was you have one stick on the side of one of the walls to the entranceway. Now the Gemara goes into this machlekes. How high could it be? How, you know, what will be the difference? If the beam is so high, then how could you call it an entranceway? It's so high in the air. You wouldn't call it an entranceway. I don't know, some type of thing on top of the highway. It doesn't look like an entranceway. So we're going to go through Chumash and try to figure out where in the Torah does it say Pesach, an entranceway, and how high was it? And we're going to use a biblical source to figure out 
how high can this be? And it's still considered a Pesach, an entranceway. Once it's considered an entranceway, it's a good hacker, and therefore Chazal will allow me to carry in this Mavoy. So the Gemara says, Amarav Yehuda, Amarav, Chachamim, the Chacham will hold that 20 Amos is the max for your beam on top of your alleyway. They learn out from the Pesach, the, the entranceway of the Hechal, and Rabbi Yehuda, Okay, so what's the Ulam, what's the Hechal? So we sent out a picture on the chat. It's Siur Zayin, if you have a Masifta Gemara. Um, so imagine the ba- picture of the base of Mikdash. You're walking, there's an antechamber, the Ulam, a big hall, and then there's a narrower entranceway called the Hechal. The Hechal is what we know as, the, as the, the, you know, the, the, the room that contains the Kaidesh, the Kaidesh Kadashim, it contains the, the Shulchan, the Menaira, the, the Mizbech Panimi. That's the Hechal. Your, you know, your classic, you know, when we talk about the base Hamikdash, that's the Hechal, that's where everything is at. The, the outside part is the, uh, is, is the Chatzar, the Azara. You have th- those parts of the, uh, the base Hamikdash. But the building itself, the building proper is called the Hechal, but in front of the Hechal, so it looks like a T, looks like a backwards T, so that the, the fatter part of the T is called the Ulam, and the narrower part is called the Hechal. So there's two entranceways, there's the Ulam entranceway, and there's the Hechal entranceway. So we're gonna see that they had different dimensions to how, how wide, how high, how tall they made these entranceways of the Hechel. Okay, so uh, uh, that Hechel versus the Ulam. Amr Rabbi the Marav, Chachamun Leim Lemadu Lema Pischa Shel Hechel, and Rabbi Yehudi Lala Mada Elami Pischa Shel Ulam. That's Nan. We looked in the Mishnah in Midois, so we'll get to that in about seven years. Pischa Shel Hechel, the entranceway of the Hechel, Givahoi, Gavhoi, Esrim Amo. Its height was 20 Amos high, the Rachboi Esr Amos, and it was 10 Amos wide. So what does that sound like? That sounds like our Mishnah. The maximum I could have, my entrance weight, it could be 20 amas high and 10 amas wide. So it makes sense. What Rav Yehuda Marav would say, and most of the Chacham are going with the Pischa Shalhecha. However, Shalulam, the Shalulam, the entrance way of the Ulam, the outer room, Gavai Arba Amama, it was 40 amas high, the Rachbai Esther Mama, it was 20 amas wide. So maybe, you know, do the math. You know, if Chacham say 20 and 10, they probably go with this, the, the size of the Hechel. Rabbi Yehuda said something bigger than that. He probably goes with the size of the ulam. So far, so good. Now, Ushneim Mikra Echad Darshan. They're both darshaning it from the same pasuk. So the pasuk says in the beginning of Ayikra, it says when you're shechting the carbon shlamim, it says Ushchata Pesach Oyamayid. You have to shech the shlamim by the entranceway of the Oyamayid. So what does that mean? The Rabbanan Savri Kedushas Hechel Kedushas Ulam that these two entranceways have their own kedusha, and therefore, when the Torah says, "I must shecht this carbon pesach oil moed," it means the entranceway of the oil moed. What's the oil moed? The hechol. So I hechol I have to shecht it at the entranceway of the hechol. If I shecht it in the ulam, you're not yet according to Chachamim. Rabbi Huda Savar, no, Hechel the Ulam Kedusha Achasi. Hechel and Ulam are one Kedusha, it's the same thing. So if you shechte by the Hechel, you're good to go. You shechte by the Ulam, you're also good to go. The Chigse Pesach Oyal Moed, when the Torah says you have to shechte Karbon Pesach Oyal Moed, Atarvai Huda Siv is talking about both the Hechel and the Ulam. Now, what do you see from here? That they're both called Pesach. According to the Rabbi Huda, they're both called Pesach. So the bigger one, you want to tell me how high could it be? Well, I think the highest Pesach in the Torah, which is Ulam so far, and it was a 40 Amas tall. I'm allowed to, my Erev, my, my uh, Kaira could also be 40 Amas tall. According Pesach is not talking about the Ulam. The Torah says, Yushchate Pesach Oyal Moed. Yushchate by the Ulam, you're not Yodza. So Oyal Moed is Davka the Hecho. So then that's called Pesach. So far, so good. Vibay, so that's terrace number one. Vibay Seymour, another way of understanding Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda Nami, really Rabbi Huda, also holds. 
Kedushas, Ulam Lechuruk, Dushas Hechalachare. The truth is, in Hilchos Karbanas, in the Sechta Zvachim, you want to get into it, you're not allowed to shech by the, by the Ulam. You have to shech the, uh, the Shlamim by the entranceway of the Oyal Moed. So how does he see that that Ulam is still called a Pesach? You can't bring the Pesach of Ushchot to Pesach Oyal Moed because it's not called Oyal Moed. The entranceway to the Ulam, to the antechamber. So the time of Rabbi Huda, this is the reason for Rabbi Huda the Chsiv, it says, El Pesach Ulam Habayis. It says, Al Pesach Ulam Habayis. Now the truth is, look at the Rishonim, it doesn't say this anywhere. So you know, it doesn't say it anywhere. Al Pesach Ulam Habayis. But if you look at Toysfis, so Toysfis, Dechsiv, Al Pesach Ulam Habayis, right in the middle of the page, he says, Zeh Pasach Ene B'Shemokan. There's no Pasach. So we'll trust Toysfis, we won't do a, uh, a, a Google search. Vaymari, the Mesina Dechsiv, in Yecheskel, it says, Ulam Habayis. It says Pesach Habayis. So Rabbi Huda holds Since it says Ulam Habayis and it says Pesach Habayis, so we'll make it as if it said Pesach Ulam Habayis. And then you see that Ulam has the word Pesach. So Bechidosh over here. So you'll see whether Rabbanon argue. Rabbanon, they say what do you mean? And in one second. So according to Rabbi Huda, we, we uh, put together, we manufactured a Pasuk that says El Pesach Ulam Habayis. So you see, Ulam also uses the term Pesach. So that entranceway, which is much bigger, it's not the same Kedusha as the Hechel. It's much bigger. It's still called Pesach. So if that's called Pesach, even Cairo, uh, which is very high in the air, is also called Pesach. How did you see this? He manufactured this Pesach. Rabbanon. The Rabbanon say, yeah, we'll save El Pesach Ulam. It's fine. If it would have said it in the Chumash, in the Tanakh, no problem. It doesn't say that. Hashidich said El Pesach Ulam Habayis. So if you look at Toysis again, Go back to that Tosis. V'kamir Rabban, the Rabban respond. Iksev Pesach Ulam Ketikamret Tirish Shaloi Hoya Kasev B'Shumokam Ulam Habayis. It never says Ulam Habayis anywhere. It says, I'm sorry, it never says Ulam. Uh, it never says Pesach Ulam Habayis. All it says was Ulam Habayis. So therefore, we can, we don't have any raya that we don't have any proof from Tanakh that we use the term Pesach. By Ulam. Okay, it's a little cryptic. The words here, the Rishonim are very busy with this. Rashi, Toysfis, all the Rishonim, trying to figure out what the Gemara's Havamina was, bringing these Psukim. But either way, we do not have an explicit Pasuk, at least according to Chachamim, and Rabbi Yudha has a manufactured Pasuk. We do not have a Pasuk that says uh, Pesach Ulam. So we have no source that Ulam is called Pesach. And you want to tell me from the Shacht in the Karban, Ulam Lachod. We have no makar that, that they use the term Pesach entranceway, which we're looking for. We're trying to find a place where we could say this very tall entranceway is called a Pesach in the Tyra. So the Gemara says, Hi. The Mishkan says, The Gemara says, Hold on a second. Rabbi Huda B'Shem Rav came along and said, what's this machlekes in our Mishnah regarding Pesach? We're going to try to find the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, size uh, entranceway. So he brought Psukim that said Pesach Oyal Moed. So the Gemara says, hold on, Vaha Kik Siv, Hai B'Mishkan Siv. This was brought, this, this Pasuk is talking about the Mishkan. And the Mishkan, there was no Ulam. I hate to break it to you, there was no Ulam in the Mishkan. So even, so in that first shot that we were trying to say, Rabbi Yehuda holds that Ulam and Mishkan were the same, were, were the same Kedusha, it doesn't make sense because there's no ulam when that pasuk says Pesach Oyal Moed. So the Gemara says you're right. Ashkan Mishkan de Ikre Mikdash or Mikdash de Ikre Mishkan. We see that Torah sometimes calls Mishkan a Mikdash and it calls Mikdash a Mishkan, and therefore has the same dinim. So when the pasuk says Veshachatu Pesach 
it's not just talking about now in the time in the midbar when we have a mishkan. It's talking about even in the times when there's going to be a base of So Rabbi Yehuda could learn that that would also include the ulam. Now, Dila Temahachi, if you don't tell me this, that you hold that it's not true, that the Mishkan and the Mikdash do not have the same halacha. Hadam Rav Yudam Rashmul, we have another halacha, another Gemara in Zvachim, Shlamim, a carbon Shlamim, Sheshichatan, that you shechted, Koydim Psichas, Dalsas Ahecha, Psulim. So halacha is when it comes to a carbon Shlamim, when you shechted, the, the doors of the Hechel have to be open. Special Xeris Akasa, maybe in Zvachim, we'll get into some of the reasoning behind this. Very interesting why when you shechted Shlamim, the Torah says that the, the, uh, the doors have to be open. So the Gemara says, It has to be open and not closed. Now, I'll ask you a question. When the Torah says, The Mishkan Ksiv is talking about the Mishkan. So why do we have a Gemara in Zvachim talking about what they did in the Beis HaMikdash when this Pasuk is talking about the Mishkan? So it must be for somehow, some way, we know, Ella, Ashkechan Mikdash Dekri Mishkan or Mishkan Dekri Mikdash. We know that we're going to find somewhere in the Torah that Mishkan is called Mikdash and Mikdash is called Mishkan because we see that in earlier sources in the Gemara and Zvachim that they, they assume that the same halachas that we see in Vayikra talking about the Mishkan apply when we have a base of Mikdash. So we're going to go look in Tanakh and find places where we see that Mikdash is called the Mishkan and where Mishkan is called the base of Mikdash. Now, Bishlam and Mikdash Dekri Mishkan. You want to tell me that you're going to find a place where the base of Mikdash is called a Mishkan? The Pasuk says, And as Rashi explains, that this is in a Pasuk in Yikra. So you might think it's talking about the Mishkan. However, Hashem is saying that I'm going, Hashem is he's talking from the Ayal Maid. So he's telling, it must be talking about in the future, that there's going to be a base of Mikdash. In the future. So that's how we see that, that Mikdash is called Mishkan. How do I see, where do I see that the Mishkan is called uh, Mikdash? So the Gemara says, the Pasuk says, So the Levim, so, she, so the, the, the Bnei Kahas, they carried the Kalim of the Mikdash. So you see that they carried the Mikdash. And we know that we're not talking about the base of Mikdash, the base of Mikdash didn't travel anywhere. So you see that the Mishkan is called Mikdash. That Pasuk is talking about the Arayim. So you have no Makar, you have no source that the Mishkan is called Mikdash. Ella, Mehacha, we could have guessed this ourselves, right? The Pasuk in Shumav, Asli, Mikdash, Veshechanti, Besaycham. And we all know Chazah, Chazah say Besaycham, in each and every one of Chal Yisrael. So we see that Vasli Mikdash, Hashem wasn't talking about the Besam Mikdash, talking about the Mishkan. So it's a raya that the Mishkan is called Besam Mikdash. Now, either way, being the Rabbanon, being the Rabbi Yehuda, this whole discussion of trying to figure out what's the maximum entrance way that we see in the Chumash, why don't we just learn it out from the entrance way of the Pesach Sharachatzer? So this is the, the uh, I think it's the last picture I sent. So we spoke about the, uh, the Mishkan. We spoke about the, uh, the Heichol and the Ulam. Now around it, you have the Chatzar. So you have this courtyard, and you have an entranceway going to the Chatzar. It's called Pesach Shar HaChatzar. So let's try to figure out how wide this entranceway was. So it doesn't say in the Chumash, but we, we have to do some math here. The Chatzar, the Pasuk says, Oirech HaChatzar me'a ba'ama v'roichev chamishim ba'chamishim. So you had 100 amos uh, length, and then you had 50 amos wide. That's the actual fence. Okay, we don't know what the, what the entranceway is. Uchsev, the chamesh esri ama kolo la So there's one shoulder 
that's 15 amas. So let's do the math. You have, you have a, you imagine a fenced-in area. So here we go. If you want to see this, I don't know if you can see it. You have your fence, okay? <laughs> that's your uh, the chutzer. There's an entranceway going into going into the going into the chutzer. So how big is this entranceway? So all I know is that when the Torah talks about the the uh, the chutzer, it says you have 50 amos wide, 100 amos in length, and then you have 15 amos seemingly on either side as shoulders. Lakasi means like shoulders. They are coming to not coming to a point, but they're creating the fourth wall. So imagine the entranceway. So you had 15 amos on either side that are curtains. So you had a 50 amma width. Minus 15 on each side, so that's minus 30 amos. You have a 20 amos width wide, 20 amos wide, Pesach. Everybody holding with this? Should I do it again? You got it? So imagine a chutzer. I know it's 50 amos wide, this, uh, this chutzer, but it's not all filled in this entranceway. So the Chumash tells us I have 15 amos of kalaim, curtains, on either side. So if I have a 50 amma wide, 40. right? So now I'm down to 20 because 15 amma each side is curtains. So we're asking, why in our Mishnah do we say that it has to be within 10 amas wide? Why don't we say 20 amas wide? As we see from this chutzr. So the Gemara says, let's just read it again. It's 50 amas wide. By the way, the height, we'll get to this soon, is 5 amas. It says 15 amas of one shoulder. Just like over there. Uh, uh, so, the, so the same over there you saw that there could be a, a scenario where if something is 20 amas wide now it has to be there it's 5 feet t- 5 amas tall it's still called a Pesach so why in our Mishnah do we give a blanket rule if it's within if it's uh, more than 10 Tvachim wide it's possible why don't we say that it's not true there could be a scenario where it's 20, um, 20 amas wide which scenario was that was the Chatzar and it's still called Pesach, Shara Chatzar, and it could still be kosher. That's the Gemara's kasha. So the Gemara says, you're right. However, Pesach, Shara Chatzar, Ikri, Pesach, Stamala, Ikri. When the Torah uh, identifies this entranceway, it uses an interesting term. Pesach, it's the opening, Shar, to the gateway of the Chatzar. So it's the opening of the gateway. I don't know to learn from here that this is considered an, a doorway, an entranceway, when it comes to other, other uh, halachas. When it comes to this, to the building, the heichal, it says, Pesach, Pesach heichal, this is the entranceway. Pesach, Shara Chatzar, it could be there's no real doorway here. The whole thing is a wide open thing. It's 20 amas wide. It's called a shar. And therefore, I don't know that it's called a Pesach. Don't bring me any right from there. Everybody say, another terrorist, Kik Siv, Kalam, Chamesh, Esri, Amalekasev. When the Pesach says, 15 amas, Lakasev, meaning we thought it meant 15 amas wide on each side of curtains, maybe the goy v'hudachsev, the 15 amas, I'm not talking about how, uh, how wide these, uh, the entrance walls are, maybe it's like goyva, maybe it's talking about how, how high they are. So must, hold on. Goyva v'hudachsev v'koyma chamesh amas. It says in that pasuk, the height of these walls are only chamesh amas, five amas. So why you tell me it's 15 amas? So the Gemara says, who misfas misbeach This is a machlekes how to learn this. We'll learn it simply that it means that it's five amas above the misbeach. So we're going to go with the opinion that holds the misbeach hachitzin was ten amas tall. So look at Siur Dalid that I sent. 
So you have a 10 amma tall mizbeach, and the wall in front of it would be 15 amas high, giving them privacy. So the kain who's on top of the mizbeach doesn't have to see everyone. So it gives them privacy. So that wall is 15 amas tall. So don't bring me any proof. We have no clue how wide the entranceway was going into the chatzar, because this pasuk of chamesh esrei amor lakasev is talking about how high it was. It was not talking about how wide it was. Okay. Another Gemara. So the Gemara assumes at this point, Rabbi Huda learns it out from the Pesach of the Ulam, the antechamber, the, the, the entranceway before you get into the, into the Hechel. So Rabbi Huda, mi Pesach shel Ulam Gemara? Does he really learn it out from the Pesach of the Ulam Vatnan? We learned in our Mishnah, Vaharachav, Me'asramaisimait. What does our Mishnah say? What's the maximum width the, the uh, entranceway could be? We said 10 Amais. Veloi Palag Rabbi Huda, and Rabbi did not argue. So what's the question? If Rabbi Huda learns it out from the Ulam, how wide was the Ulam? The test you already from uh, Amin Aleph. The Ulam was 20 amas wide, right? So why is Rabbi Huda not? He's being quiet. He's acknowledging the fact that the maximum you're going to have is 10 amas. Veloy Pollock Rabbi Huda. So you're right. He doesn't argue in the Mishnah because he saved it for the Brisa. Pollock the Brisa. He argues in the Brisa. The Tanya learned in a Brisa of Harochov Meser Amos Yemait. If something's wider than 10 amas, you should be Yemaitit. You must make sure the entranceway is within 10. It's not wider than 10 amas. Rabbi Huda Omer in a Tsarach Lemait. That you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to make it uh, more narrow. So it's fine. He could hold that he learns it out from the ulam. So the Gemara says, Why do you have to keep it a secret? Why didn't you just argue in our Mishnah? So the Gemara says, Once he was arguing with the height, he obviously did not go with the same measurements as the Chachamim. And he left it for the Brisa to explain himself. But we, we should assume that he wouldn't agree with the width. Okay. Now, like Moses, you still think Rabbi Huda holds to learn out from the Pesach of the Ulam, the Tanya, and the Raisa, Mavo Shugavai, Mesimami, Yimait, Rabbi Huda Machshir, At Arboy, and the Chamisha Mamma. So the, the Tanakama holds it has to be within 20 Amas. That sounds like the Chachamim. Rabbi Huda says it's, it's fine, even until 40 or 50 Amas. And it can't be the Ulam, because the Ulam was only 40 Amas high. The Tani Bakapara, Admea. 100 Amas high, no problem. Now, Bishlam, the Bakapara, Guzma. When a person says 100 Amas, what, 200 feet in the air? That's an exaggeration. So it could be Bakapar is fine. We're talking about, you know, the Ulam. El Rabbi Huda, my Guzma. Now, you can't exaggerate. When you say 40 or 50, that's not an exaggeration. It sounds like you're saying something, you're estimating, but you're not exaggerating. So my Guzma, now Bishlam El Rabbi Huda, Arbami. Want to tell me 40? I got you. 40 Amas high could be called a Pesach. We found one place. Your manufactured pasuk you brought, that's a Pesach Ulama bias. If that's a source, no problem. You want to tell me Ulam is called bias and bias is Pesach, 40 Amas, no problem. But El Chamisha Minale, where do you get this concept? Where do you see that a 50 Amma high entranceway is called a Pesach? So the Gemara says, Amrav Chista, Hamas Nisa at Islarav. This whole discussion, this last 20 minutes of the Fiyami, eh, Rav made a mistake. The Tanya went to Nebraisa, Mavishu Gavoya. There was a price that said that a mummy that was higher than 20 amas, and, 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 and therefore it's higher than the entrance, so you have the hechel yemait, you must lower it. So what happened? That was all that the spice said. So who savar? He thought, Rav thought, mid Rabbanon, the epistle shalhechel garment, from the fact that this brisa, which sounds like the Chacham, learned that it's all about the hechel, so it must be Rabbi Yehuda, the epistle shalhechel garment. He must have held the same thing, meaning, Everyone agreed that we're going to try to figure out how do we define a Pesach, we're going to look in Chumash. Meaning we're not going to, you know, 
go to the lab or speak to your contractor what's considered you know, uh, code as entranceway. We're not going to do that. We're going to look at Chumash. And the Machlekes was, how do you learn Psukim? Chum said, that's to say Pesach, you know, Mamish, not Shara Pesach. And Rabbi Yehuda was more uh, liberal. Any, anything was fine, right? No, Velohi, Rabbi Yehuda was not going and looking at Chumash, according to Rashi, wasn't looking at Chumash and looking for where the Tyrus says Pesach, Mi Pischa de Malachin Gamar. He asked the local contractor, what's the biggest uh, entranceway that you, that you make? Oh, we make for palaces 50 Amis high. Okay, so if, if that is still defined as a Pesach somewhere, maybe that's good enough as a hacker to say that this is considered a house, this is considered a Shazayachad, this and a person will not carry there. He's not looking in Chumash trying to find the source where we see that Pesach uh, is used and, and working backwards. That's the Machlekes, that was Rav's mistake, that was Rav's mistake, that he assumed that uh, Rav Yehuda was looking for a source in Chumash. Okay, so now that we said that, Rabbanon, Rabbanon clearly learned out from the Pesach of the Oil Mai, they clearly said that. So, in the Pesach of the Gemiri, if you're really going to learn out from the Pesach of the Hechel, Liboid Losses Kahechel. You should need doors. Halacha is that they need to be doors by the Hechel. This actually comes up in Hilchus Mezuzah. There's a famous Machlech, the Rambam, and all the other Rishonim. The Rambam holds that if you don't have a door to your doorway, you're putter from Mezuzah. That's not called the Pesach. So, sort of learns it out from this, this, uh, this Psukim as well. They need to lust in order to be called the Pesach. So, you see from here that anytime I'm making a Mavoy I should, and, I'm, and I'm making a Lechi or a Kaira, I should need to have doors. Why? Because the Torah calls Hechel Pesach only where it has doors. Why does our Mishnah, Dafiralo, tell us Hechshem Mavoy? How do we fix a Mavoy? So we mentioned this in the introduction. You put a Lechi Vikaira. I need a cross beam and a, and a Lechi is the, uh, the, the uh, horizontal beam and the, uh, I'm sorry, the vertical beam and the Kaira is the cross beam. No, Lechi, I need one of the other. And that's how we explained it. You need one of those two. So so what's the hector? We need a cross beam or this. Shouldn't you always need a door to make it a Pesach? So the Gemara says, the doors for the Hechal, they weren't there you know, for typical door functions, which is security. It was just there for Tzniyas, to show this is a Makam Kaddash, that you know, you, when you, there's more royalty there when you open the, you open the door to get to the next uh, room. So that's why they had doors to the Hechal. So don't bring the Araya. If the definition of Pesach is based on door, not true. It could be a Pesach without door. So why did it need doors? It was there, Tzniyas Ba'ama. So the Gemara says, if we're learning out from the Pesach oil moed, uh, it shouldn't work that you'd be able to have our Arabs. So your community Arabin, they all use Tsurasa Pesach and they're much wider than 10 Amis, right? 18 feet. Imagine 18 feet, you have to have a stick, you know, on Highway 7. You have a you look at Yeshiva next time, there's a wire going across Highway 7 that's part of our Arab. Figure out which one it is. Give you uh, give you a prize, right? So uh, what do you mean? You have to have sticks every, every 18 feet? You, you would never be able to have a community Arab. So what's this kasha here? If you're telling me that a Pesach, we're learning about Pesach from Oyel Moed, so what was the Pesach by the Oyel Moed? It had Surus of Pesach, it had the door frame. And still, it was only called a Pesach up until Tanamis wide. So just to get a little deeper here for one moment. According to the, uh, the, the way we're understanding this Gemara is that when, when, when Moshe Rabbeinu were based on the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu tell us to, to build the Mishkan, build the base of Mikdash, Pesach, so they were only able to build it as wide as the Pesach would allow. Because otherwise, you might as well have more space. Why would you limit the oil mai to only 10, ten amas wide? Why not? You know, we say, build it, build it wider. Oh, it must be because it's called a Pesach. And a Pesach cannot be wider than 10 amas. So what do you see from here? Even though there's a Tzuras HaPesach, you have the entire frame, it only is called a Pesach 
when it's 10 amos wide. So take all our Erevin, all our community Erevin, everything, throw it in the garbage, because you need to have, you can only have, uh, it's only called a Pesach when it's within 10 amos wide. If you're learning it out from the Hechel, why did our Mishnah tell us don't have to make it narrower, it's fine, it could be 100 feet wide, no problem. So the Gemara says, you're right. This whole discussion is only talking about Rav. That Rav learns out from, that the Chachamim learn out the size of the doorways from the Hechal. Hamasni Rav Yehuda l'chiyah Rav kame Rav, and and Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda taught our Mishnah in front of Rav, and he taught as we read it. Erevin that Beis Manal, the first Mishnah in a Tzarech Lamaid, our Tzuras Pesach for Amile, and Rav said, Asnei, you should teach it. So Rav actually learned our Mishnah differently. We learned our Mishnah in Tzorach Rav holds, you're right, there's such a good raya from the Hechel that the Tzorach cannot be wider than 10 Amis. So according to Rav, you would never have a community Erev unless you have sticks every 18 feet because the Tzorach we're learning it out from, from the Hechel and it has to be within 10 Tzvachim in order for it to be considered a Pesach. Okay, so tomorrow we'll continue. Sure.